Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Terminal allows us to do is pass on knowledge and, and gain knowledge from the past and, uh, and then apply it. Whether I'm a threat to them or not, who knows? People probably didn't think I was a, a threat in 19 either, but it kind of turned out okay. Last year was, didn't know if I was, was going to play again at that time. Uh, for some reason, everything kind of came together. I kind of pushed a little bit and I was able to make the cut, which was nice. Yeah, I, I don't know how many more I have in me. Just to be able to appreciate the, the, the time that I have here and cherish the memories. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great show thus far, as we know so many things in the sports world going on. We've talked to some basketball, also with the Masters happening as we speak. And we got two guys that are at the top of the leaderboard because Victor Hovland's sitting there at 7-under through day one. John Rahm decided that he wanted a little piece of the action, and he is sitting at 7-under as well. Cameron Young in third at 5-under. Those three guys are done for the day. Also, uh, Sam Burns is at 5-under. Uh, he's just through eight holes, though, so he's got a lot in front of him. He could really uh, find a way to not only narrow the gap but maybe even take the lead. Still got a few others out there, too, but so far it's been... Pretty interesting and pretty entertaining and seeing where some of these guys are going to end up once it's all said and done. But we know also tonight, Razorback Baseball. That's right. I know it's not a Friday, although we all wish it was, but they will be starting their series against Ole Miss tonight on the road there in Oxford. And uh, hopefully the weather is permitting and will allow it to happen. But it was a nice little series victory for the Razorbacks this past weekend. They're going to try to keep that momentum going and looking at D1 baseball and where people are projecting them to be. Looks pretty good for them. They're a top 10 team, team that's going to be hosting a regional at this point in time, so they just got to keep winning games and keep take care of business. But we're going to talk more about that as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline and welcome in our guy, Tyler Spoon. Fly ball to left center field. That's going to be trouble. Spoon chasing after. Can he get there? He dives. He caught it. Did he catch it? He caught it. Holy smokes. Tyler Spoon just made the greatest catch of his career. Former Razorback outfielder Tyler Spoon. Gone out of bounds is presented by First Horizon Bank. With First Horizon Bank grant programs, you may qualify for up to $12,000 in discounts on your next mortgage loan. Apply online at firsthorizon.com. First Horizon is an equal house lender and member FDIC. Former Razorback baseball player Tyler Spoon joining us now. And Tyler, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us this afternoon. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. It's good to be back. It's a good sports weekend here. we got the Masters, got some Hogs, and it's going to be a good one. Absolutely. So I assume that you're a big Masters guy, big golf guy. You've been paying attention pretty closely? I have. I mean, enough, yes. I'm, I've definitely got it on in the background, without a doubt. Just paying attention a little bit and I'm just keeping up with it, so. Uh, just in case the bosses are listening, you're right, and you know they don't want you to think that you're just sitting back watching the Masters today, right? Uh, yeah, that, exactly, yeah, exactly. So, did you have a pick going into it, or you have a favorite golfer that you like to see win? I love Max Homa. I would love to see Homa win one. So I know he had a little bit of a slow day today, but you know he's, he's a great player. Love to see JT get his first as well. Um, yeah, I really just want a, a really close one on Sunday. You know come down to the final couple holes or final hole, that would be, you know, that would make for a great Masters. But, yeah, if I had to pick one guy, Max Homa, for sure. So let me ask, why? Why Max Homa, of all golfers? He's the man. I, I mean, obviously on Twitter, he's incredible. I actually got a chance to meet him last year and just one of the nicest, most down-to-earth guys 
you could you could imagine. So uh, ever since that point, I've been kind of pulling for him. And you know, again, like I said, his Twitter—he's just one of the funniest people on Twitter. So um, automatically liked him then. And then when I met him, it just kind of put him put him over the top. Just knowing he's kind of a just an easygoing guy, just you know, one of us, and you know, wasn't too big for anybody. You know, he just kind of talked and mingled with everybody, and uh, was just a good dude. Tyler, you enjoy watching. You ever uh, get a chance to play golf, or how much are you into it from that standpoint? Yeah, I love playing golf. It, once I stopped playing baseball, it was kind of my go-to, and yeah, I needed something to kind of keep the competitive edge a little bit. So um, I got into it, and I play, you know, quite a bit, and I love it. It's just something I kind of was able to invest in and um, just get out there. And I'm hoping to get my kids into it a little bit. So um, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun, and I'm sure uh, it's you know you're probably better than a lot of us. But I see I love playing too, but I'm not good at it. But it's just somewhere it's like hey, you know you can't get better unless you keep playing, but you just can't let it get frustrating. You just got to remind yourself golf is fun, it's supposed to be fun, and uh, don't let it get uh, get on top of you and start causing some problems. So that's at least how I've always looked at it. But hey, listen, it's it's kind of I wouldn't say it's like baseball, but you know as far as the swings and everything too, like you feel like it's kind of helped your uh, golf game and adapting that and adjusting it from going from swinging a baseball bat to swinging a golf club? Yeah, it has. I mean, it was an easy transition. A lot of it is just swinging something, and so I've been swinging a bat my whole life. So just changing it to a golf swing, you know, obviously you got the big slice to start, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't go away. But it is, mentally it's a lot, a lot like baseball, too. You're going to have good days and bad days, and so you just try to stay even kill. That's it. So, um, but yeah, it, it helped me a lot, and so um, just took a little bit of practice and some help from people that actually know what they're doing to kind of help me at least go out there and not embarrass myself too much. So um, yeah, took a little bit of work to get there. Well, speaking of that, so where is your game? Like, what are what are you shooting? Man, on a good day, maybe in like the mid to upper seventies. So uh, <laughs> you know, I'm I would say I hover around the eighty mark. So I'm your average, like pretty good golfer i'm not great i'm not the worst so i'm right in the middle i'm a happy medium mm, well see i'm just i'm just counting how many balls i lose each and every time i play so again you're, <laughs> you're you're way ahead than most that's for sure tyler but we know uh, with uh fun. with baseball uh going on with arkansas they were able to take care of business and that alabama series losing that first game storming back uh winning the next two but then they go on the road to oxford and against the defending champs which they've struggled this year they're one and eight in conference play uh, not to say that they still aren't a dangerous team, but just what did you make of the performance from Arkansas this past weekend, and how do you see uh, this matchup against Ole Miss heading into Oxford? Yeah, it was really good. I mean, you always you don't necessarily, from BVH's perspective at least, you don't want to lose on Friday night, but it's also good to see your team lose on a Friday and come back and win the next two. Uh, you can kind of find out a little bit about your team, and it was good to see the Hogs, you know, just tip your cap to Alabama and come out with 23 hits. I mean, you can't really do anything against that. You know, it's just one of those nights. It just happens. And so you kind of get ready for game two, and they did a really good job. And Alabama's a good team. I mean, you, you, the thing is you got to win at home. That's it. Win at home, and they found a way to scrap across enough the next two games just to make it happen and, you know, just had really good you know help from the bullpen. The bullpen stepped up a lot. and um, so it was a great overall series win. And again, when you lose Friday, it doesn't matter how, doesn't matter what you do. You just got to find a way to win that series. And that's what they did. And you, you know, as a team, you need to, sometimes it's good to go through that and figure it out. And that after that Friday night loss, so you can kind of prepare for, you know, that it's going to happen again at some point in the future. So it's good to be ready for it. And, you know, just leading into this next weekend, I mean, like you said, yeah, there's, you know, Ole Miss is scuffling, but. Again, it's Ole Miss, and playing in Oxford, it, there's no such thing as an easy win in Oxford, and um, that crowd will be rowdy. And it's kind of like last year, you know, Ole Miss, you just never know. I mean, they kind of scuffled in the SEC for a little bit, and all it took was them getting into the tournament, and they just figured it out and ended up winning the whole thing, and that's just baseball. And uh, I think it also just kind of speaks to the depth of the league a little bit, and a team that you know really was not good in the SEC for the most part of the year, and ended up, you know, maybe they were eighth or ninth or whatever it was and ended up winning the whole thing. Um, so we've got to, you know, just got to go down there and one game at a time and try to find a way to win the series. It is not going to be easy by any means. Also, you can uh, take some motivation from the stance that you're looking at the national champion on the other side. And so it's not every, you know, every year that you have a chance to play against a national champion, but for the past two years, that's what Arkansas is facing because there have been winners within the SEC that 
went on to win it all. So a little extra motivation knowing that you're going into the series against the team that won it all. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure for Arkansas especially, I mean, maybe a little bit of revenge after after last year and um, that would be that would be nice to get. And again, it's just day week in, week out at the SEC. You're playing somebody that at any point in time could get hot and has the talent and the depth to make a run and win the whole thing. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be something. Playing some defending national champions, you know, and team that essentially ended our season last year. It's you know, hopefully, it's a little bit of an edge for the Hogs this weekend. Hopefully, they can get it done. Speaking with former Razorback Tyler Spoon here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline, thanks to First Horizon Bank. Tyler, I'm curious for a guy that, of course, uh, played in many SEC series, Thursday night series. It's an interesting thing. I get for for TV and for for everything that's going on with uh, Mm -hmm. broadcasting stuff, you got to fit it in. But as far as a player's perspective, you're going to have to go out there and play it anyways. But was there a very big difference between playing Friday night series games and then Thursday night series games? Because that's one less day you have to prepare. But on the other end, it's, I guess, one less day you have to play heading into the next week. Yeah, it can play a factor depending on, you know, pitching. And, you know, can your Friday guy go Thursday? Do you want to keep him on Friday and your Saturday guy the same and throw someone else out there on Thursday? And, you know, and going back to college, you got school the next day if you're playing on a Thursday. So that's something else you got to think about. You got to get up and go to school the next day and go to class. And um, it, it's a different feel for sure, to say the least. But at the same time, once you step in between the lines, it's like, hey, it's time to lace them up. It's essentially you got to think of it as a Friday night. You know, it's just. But then also you got the midweek games. If there's you have a midweek game or two, and honestly, really nice that the game got canceled against Arkansas State. Kind of give the Hogs another day of uh, just get a little bit of a breather and get ready for this Thursday night game and um, but at the end of the day you just you step between those lines it doesn't matter what day it is you got to get ready to play so um, but feel wise leading up to it it was a little bit different for Arkansas going into this series uh, what's most important for them to kind of continue uh, to be able to play the way that they have and knowing that you have played really well at home but now this is another road series yeah, I think it's going to come down again to the bullpen. And, you know, I think we saw some really good things from, you know, obviously Dylan Carter and Gage Wood especially. Gage Wood was a guy that, you know, after the fall, it was like, hey, this is our guy. This is our lockdown closer. And, you know, as any normal freshman does, you know, he had a little bit of trouble early on finding the zone, which, again, there's as an 18-year-old, you just try to lock it in and, and get in the zone. And it just took him a little bit longer. But, you know, after this past weekend, it's like, hey, this may be our guy. This he may have found a spot and maybe coming into his form a little bit. So, um, but the bullpen, I think for me, if the bullpen shows up, I think the Hogs have a really good chance to, to win the series. So, um, obviously, you got to continue to hit. But I, I felt really good about this offense all year. I, you know, they've just up and down. They're just really scrappy and um, just really good hitters. So, um, but at the end of the day, if the bullpen can get it done. I think the Hogs take take this one. Yeah, another thing, too, with uh, what's going on just at this point in time in the year, sometimes position battles go on and trying to figure out not only from the offense but also the defensive side of the uh, things of trying to figure out who's going to be the guys there. And it seems like there's still some of that going on just from what you remember playing and obviously position battles and everything. How long does it go on until you settle on somebody? It's Because at some point in time, it's like, hey, you got to roll with that and find some consistency. But uh, whether it's uh, with Bolton and Cole or uh, with Callie at third and everything, it just seems like there's been – uh, some guys that have been battling out, but nobody's been able to put themselves forward and be the guy going forward. Yeah, I think a lot of it just comes down to, you know, especially for DBH, it's, well, if you're not going to hit, you better play defense. And so, um, and that's, you know, Bolton has done a phenomenal job defensively at shortstop this year. So, and that's why he's, you know, getting a nod almost every day. You know, he just does a really, really good job over there at short. And the third base position is kind of a, it's interesting because you've got guys that can really hit, but they haven't really done so to what, you know, the potential that we thought. Uh, the defense has been okay, not great. So I think he's just looking for somebody to really hit and just come in and just play a really clean defensive third base. And I think at the end of the day, if you ask DVH, he would rather have a guy that is, you know, a really good defense, you know, defensive third baseman over a guy that can hit, you know, 10 to 15 home runs at third base. So, that infield for him is so important to have really, really good defense. It's, it's so vital for him, and, you know, obviously it works because, you know, he, he's a phenomenal infield coach, and 
just the success he's had. I mean, it's it's obviously very important for him. So I think the defense number one will probably stand out to him the most. But um, if someone can just get really hot with the bat, he'll probably just play the hot hot hand and keep going with it. If no one will step up defensively for this team, uh, some injuries with the pitchers and. Uh... So is it is it more vital for this team as far as the starters to kind of go extended innings or for the bullpen to be stronger? I think it's you know the difference for me between the SEC and um, any other league is the bullpen depth, um, and that's what you know. If you look at the great teams in this league, the bullpen depth is just unbelievable, and it's you know every guy that comes in is throwing ninety five. It seems like so um, the bullpen is what will separate your team from good to great, essentially. If you can have a really, really good bullpen, that will solidify you as being top tier of the SEC. So you've got to, you've got to find the, the bullpen pieces and, and figure that out. And once that happens, you're going to see this team really take off. And, you know, kind of like Saturday and Sunday, you know, offensively, they, it was, they were good days, not great, but the bullpen did such a good job and kind of, you know, helped win that series. So uh, the bullpen, that's that's the biggest key right now. And once that gets figured out, and again, it'll happen. It's it, it just takes time and figuring out how you can gauge Wood can do it, can Bill and Carter do it, and so and there's guys that are not doing well right now, but you know at the end of the year maybe they turn it around. So once it all comes together, I think you're going to see an even better product than what's at, currently out there, which is still a phenomenal product. So Tyler, I don't know if you have an exact answer for this, but with Arkansas and Ole Miss in football and in Arkansas and Ole Miss in baseball, it seems like some of the craziest, wackiest types of games, instances, moments, series, whatever it is, always tends to happen when these two teams meet. And they've had success against each other very often. It's not one team that's just been dominating the other. Arkansas has won the past two series against Ole Miss. But why do you think that when these two teams meet, it's always insanity, high-scoring games, uh, crazy drama surrounding it? Just You never know what to expect when they hit the field. Yeah, it's a good question. It's it's wild. I mean, and you go play in Oxford, and you or they come play in Fayetteville. It's two really rowdy environments. So I'm sure that – the crowd has a little bit to do with it. There's a little bit of a rivalry, so you know we always wanted to beat Ole Miss, and um, you know that's one of the you know one of the closer schools to us, probably the closest. So it, it was a little bit not necessarily a big rivalry, but like hey, we we wanted to beat Ole Miss a little bit, and I'm sure there's a little bit of that in every sport for Ole Miss, and I don't know that there was just a little bit of a chip on your shoulder when you played Ole Miss, especially when you're at Swayze playing in Oxford. If you could win two out of three from there, that, that was a good feeling, and just go home and knowing you took care of business down there. And also with uh, something I've always thought about Ole Miss, they've kind of toned it down a little bit. At least they did uh, last year. But you know, they were kind of the ones that were always being you know crazy with their bat flips and celebrations and all of that, which I know is kind of taken uh, more of a approach for some other teams, not only in the SEC but just in college baseball in general. You know, you're a Dave Van Horn guy. So what what is your thoughts on when teams do that? They you know whether it's the flips or whether it's the crazy antics in the dugout and all that stuff. Is that something you think is fun? Is it fine? Do you not like it? Just what's your thoughts on stuff like that? Yeah, I don't mind. I mean, I don't mind it. I'm more of somebody. I like the professional approach. Someone that you know hits one four hundred and fifty feet, just puts the bat down and goes. But at the same time, it doesn't bother me that if someone bat flips it. You know, if they get a hold of one, then they have you know hat tip to them, and they can flip the bat, do what they want. You know, can they kind of earned it a little bit? You know, there is a difference between just going overboard and throwing your bat thirty feet in the air, and or just doing a little bit of a flip. I mean, it's just none of that stuff really bothered me too much. You know, if a hitter if a hitter got the most of a pitcher. He did it. He won. Congrats. You can do your bat flip. So none of that really bothered me too much. And so, but DVH, he was always, you know, for us especially, I mean, just coming into it, it was a very professional approach. It was like, hey, we don't showboat. We don't do this. We hit the ball. We hustle. That's how we do things. That's just how we roll. And so not that there's a right way and a wrong way. It's just a matter of, hey, what do you prefer? And, you know, some people like it. Some people hate it. I'm just kind of in the middle where, you know, I'm indifferent to it. Yeah, I just I always wanted to know how that conversation went with uh with Dave Van Horn if it's something that was just established earlier or if there's somebody that maybe did do a little too much during a game what that conversation was like cuz I'm sure he probably let him know about it pretty quick if there was something going on he didn't like. Yeah, he would definitely say something, you know, again, we didn't have too many guys that were like that. If it was, it was kind of like a hey, you know, act, act like you've been there kind of deal. You know, this is you know, we're the University of Arkansas. It's you hit a home run, you're expected to do that. So um, you know, kind of that, that approach, again, you're just professional. It's just like, hey, I had a home run. I'm supposed to do that. You know, I make a great play. Hey, I'm, I prepared and I put in the work and I'm, I was prepared and I should do that. You know, that's, that was kind of the mindset. And so, you know, you expect greatness and 
you know, that that's kind of the product he puts out there is, is greatness. So, um, but again, it's, you know, it's changed a lot, obviously. And I think he's got a lot more lenient with everything. And it's, you know, we're pretty mild. Arkansas is still pretty mild compared to a lot of teams out there. So, yeah. Well, before we let you go, uh, are you, have you gone to many games this year? Or do you have plans for going into any of the upcoming series at home in Baumwalker? I've only been to one, but yes, I'm, I'm definitely planning to get out there. We want to take our, our kids to their first game. So, uh, we're trying to get out there some at some point, trying to figure out which series to go to and, you know, try to make it happen. So, but yeah, I, I definitely look forward to getting out there now that it's warm, warming up a little bit too. And, um, you know, now it's obviously always a crazy environment and all the SEC games are coming up. So it'll, yeah, we're looking to get out there for one good one at least. Yeah, we're, uh, I got a lot of my friends and uh, my girlfriend and everything. We're going up to the Tennessee series and it feels like that's kind of been the one everybody's wanting to try to get tickets to and, oh, yeah. and go to and uh, with all the all the drama surrounding all, all of that. But uh, that should be, it should be yeah. a lot of fun, especially when you mentioned the weather. It looks like it's going to be pretty nice next week. So hopefully that's the case. Yes, indeed. Yeah, well, hey, Tyler, man, we really appreciate you joining us. We can talk more about that old Tennessee series next week with you as we uh, hopefully have a series victory over Ole Miss this week and they can keep it moving. But as always, man, we appreciate it. We appreciate you coming on and talking with us and appreciate First Horizon Bank, man, for making it all possible. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. I enjoyed it. All right, appreciate it. Again, that was former Razorback Tyler Spoon joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Thanks to First Horizon Bank. We'll take a commercial break. We'll come back. we got some other headlines we'll dive into, some things we haven't gotten into, maybe some NFL news there, too. And we have some people that have been texting in and messaging in. We'll get to that as well. And keep it moving here on a Trash Talk Thursday on Out of Bounds. Care is a system of medical providers dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. Our care, so you can live your story. Sports Center. Arkansas baseball gets back to action today as they face Ole Miss and Oxford. Dave Van Horn spoke to the media about the matchup. Obviously, we're just going to try to win Thursday. We want to win the series. They're in a situation where they need to win a series in the worst way, and they could flip it real quick. And you just you just got to play solid, and we'll do everything we can to win that first game. Go from there. First pitch is set for 6:30. Coverage can be heard on the buzz. The Arkansas Travelers begin their season tonight on the road against the Corpus Christi Hooks. Coverage for every game this season can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. First pitch tonight is set for 7.05. And the Masters started this morning. For updates on it, stay tuned to the Buzz all day. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hey folks, Wild Bill with Motorsports Authority right here in beautiful Hot Springs. Plus our location in Russellville. Folks, I got Magic Mark sitting here beside me. You've been buying a lot of cars. The best inventory mark in a long, long time. That's right, Bill. We've looked in every nook and cranny and we've got the best inventory we've ever had. And don't forget, we buy cars. Come shop with us where your income tax return will go further at any one of our locations located in Hot Springs and in Russellville. And as always, you can visit us online at msastore.com. Well, we finally made it. Warmer temperatures are upon us. You're going to want to get out and be on the lake or enjoy your favorite vacation spot, but you don't want to do it with achy joint pain. Hey, everybody, RJ Hawk here. If you've got that achy joint pain that I was just talking about, you need to go see my friends over at QC Kinetics today. They use the latest, most advanced regenerative treatments to end your pain, and they do it the natural way. Regenerative medicine harnesses your own body's healing agents to restore and repair damaged tissue, like in your knees, hips, shoulder, and even your back. This precision treatment is done in the office with no drugs and no downtime. Look, there's folks all over central Arkansas that is using QC Kinetics. In fact, my own neighbor came to me the other day and said he tried out QC Kinetics and said it has changed his life. It's time to end that pain and get your life back. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. It's QC Kinetics. 
Listen for Oakwan Handicapping on the Zone with Nancy Holtis, presented by Sam's Pizza Pub in Hot Springs on Wake Hamilton. Sam's is known for thin, crispy pizza with an abundance of toppings and cheese. Sam'sPizzaPub.net in Hot Springs with live music every weekend and family-owned since 1980. This year, we considered hiring an ad agency to help us with our marketing. They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring. And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention. In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. J.D. Power ranked Shelter Insurance number one in customer satisfaction among auto insurers in the central region and number one in price. See Candace Alford in Gravel Ridge, Brian Kress in North Little Rock, or Michelle Herring in Whitehall. It's Justin Aiken for Serta Pro, my go-to painter. I've used him for so many projects in a few of my homes over the years, and I've got a new project I'm about to get them to work on. It's an outdoor deck. Stain it, seal it, make it look great and protective for the future. Make an investment in your future by getting Serta Pro to paint the outside of your home and improve that curb appeal. If you're thinking about selling or just want to have a nicer place to come home to every day, Serta Pro can help with all of it. They'll help you with paint selection if you need it. They're going to clean up afterwards. You're going to be thrilled. Each Serta Pro painter's business is independently owned and operated. They live in your community. You can schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Your Arkansas Travelers have a new home. Hear every pitch, every crack of the bat on 106.7 Buzz 2. For the full calendar, go to Travs.com. It's the greatest game on dirt, and you can hear it at 106.7 Buzz 2. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boarhead deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. One more for the Big 12 Player of the Year. He banked it in. He didn't mean to. He banked it in. Arkansas throws it into Kamani, back to black. Vegas, baby! Vegas, baby! Hogs are going to the Sweet 16! Hogs are going to the Sweet 16! Vegas, baby! The Razorbacks, for the third straight year, are headed to the Sweet 16! On 103.7 The Buzz. Said Virginia's for lovers Had a Bible in his left hand And a bottle in the other He said all you're really given Is the sunshine in your name We both started laughing When the sky started to rain Get along down the road We got a long, long way to go Scared to live, scared to die We ain't perfect but we try Get along It is Out of Bounds on a Trash Talk Thursday. One thing, though, we will never talk trash about is Guatney Chevrolet, where they are the premier Arkansas Chevrolet dealership. Nobody comes close to them because not only do they have the best sales, the best service staff around, not only do they have a friendly, great environment where the culture is just so appealing, but they also have great vehicles to choose from, new and pre-owned, no matter what your vehicle needs may be. The inventory is always important because you go to these other dealerships and they'll tell you they got inventory. They'll tell you, hey, we got these great deals here. They show up and there's nothing there on the lot. You're not going to get that at Guadney Chevrolet. If they have a deal going, they're going to have inventory and they're going to get you in the vehicle that you want to get into. They've been family-owned since... 1957 by Arkansans. So it's here locally. You're going to get the Arkansas special from them, and you need to go experience the best car buying experience you could ever have with Guatney Chevrolet right there, 1301 at TP White Drive in Jacksonville. And also, a great thing too is that if you want yourself a mid size vehicle, full size vehicle, SUV, or truck, they're going to get you taken care of. I, I was weird. We were out there during the uh, the tornadoes, of course, and uh, just uh, being out there was not the ideal situation, but seeing the amount of trucks, beautiful Chevy Silverados, which I'm a big Silverado guy, uh, with all the, the different options to choose from, different colors to choose from, uh, that's uh, they were looking pretty sweet, pretty clean out there. So get you one today. Again, Guatney Chevrolet off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online at guatneychevrolet.com with Guatney Chevrolet. 
again, it's a, a Trash Talk Thursday. There are some headlines, though, that uh, we didn't have a chance to really dive into just yet, and I'm sure some of them will have to wait, too, until uh, the three and out segment, which will be coming up next. But I did see uh, in, in baseball with uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., who, of course, is going through, uh, as uh, people like to call it, the rehab where he's going through the uh, triple uh, A leagues there and trying to get back as he was suspended, as we know, for steroid use and everything. Well, uh, he was uh, picking up right where he left off because he belted a, a solo home run yesterday in his second minor league rehab game at triple A El Paso. And, of course, I was like, wow, you know, look at that. Well, Cade McClure was the pitcher that ended up throwing it to him. Uh, and he was a guy from Sacramento. And, of course, people were videoing up of Tatis. Man, look where he's at. He's hitting these home runs. Well, Cade McClure didn't take too kindly to everybody making a big deal out of it as he quote-tweeted the video and said, Cheater hits a home run on a rehab assignment during a steroid suspension. <laughs> I was like, okay. Not that he's taking it personal. No, like no. That. He, he didn't at all. But, uh, yeah, he wasn't pleased with it. And he didn't like the fact that so much attention was given to it. And so... He didn't mince words and how he felt about it. Yeah, well, the guy that tweeted out the video, his name's uh, Darnay Tripp, the caption he used probably didn't help matters any because he says Cade McClure will be telling people for years about the time he gave up an absolute nuke to Fernando Tatis. So he's probably like, okay, buddy, yeah, I'm going to remember it all right because he's a cheater. He was on a rehab assignment during a steroid suspension. But not that anyone holds grudges in baseball ever about anybody getting in trouble or especially for – uh, uh, steroids or anything like that, but 80-game suspension is what Ferdinand Tatis has uh, been dealing with, and uh, he's not going to be eligible to return back to the Padres until April 20th. So, got a few more days there, and then he can be eligible. He has to get that work in. He has to uh, train some kind of way. Now, uh, to Cade McClure's point, you know, maybe it's not fair to send him on a rehab assignment because he is suspended, so he should be training and and getting his work in away from the game altogether but this is how they choose to go about it yeah i love it i love the again trash talk thursday there's some trash talk for you i I love that the fact that he's not backing down he's letting everybody know about it and obviously we're talking about it so it worked out uh but another headline i thought was pretty fascinating with we know the men's college basketball championship our transpired uconn ends up winning well it was the lowest viewed ncaa men's final on record when UConn won 76-59, to 59, only, which is funny, I say only, 14.69 million people viewed the championship game, where the previous low was actually in 2018 uh, with uh, Villanova beating Michigan. And then UConn's 2004 victory over Virginia or Georgia Tech, which averaged 17.09 million, was the lowest on CBS until Monday night. Because one thing you got to remember in that 2018 game, that was actually on TBS for whatever reason. But as far as CBS goes, that was the lowest one since 2004. So, uh, you know, for the women's game that had their, their best and for the men's game that had the lowest, I mean, do you really read anything into that? Does it mean anything? I don't know. But the fact that it's the lowest on record is pretty telling considering how people love March Madness and they love college basketball. But to, to see it be that low was pretty surprising. It had a lot to do with the flow of the game also. When UConn got up, there probably were some people that tuned out that just thought, well, this game is over. No way that San Diego State's going to come back and win this game. And uh, even though they did make it a you know competitive game late, where with seven minutes left they got to within five, then you know a lot of people probably never made their way back to tune back into the game because they – we're bored and went on to something else. I, and I don't blame people for being that way. Uh, you know, if you if it's a championship game, I think it was what was a football uh, for the college football championship. I have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure that the Georgia TCU game was one of the lowest ever viewed. Well, guess why? It was 65 to seven. I mean, it was a blowout city. No one's going to sit there and watch that because uh, you need high quality games. But I think when we had Chris Gordy on earlier this week too, he brought up an interesting point. And you know, obviously the blowout helps, but. The lack of star power. Star power drives a lot of these games, whether it's star power for a school, you know, the Dukes, the Kansases, the North Carolinas, the uh, schools that have a lot of fans across the country, but also just individual players and uh, ones that can really, you know, add add to the mix of being someone that everyone knows about, wants to watch them and when they play in it and, and to see how it goes there too. So there could be a lot of those factors that mixed into it, but I don't think that this is a sign because some people are trying to argue that it's like, oh man, this is a sign that 
college basketball and the championship games, just nobody cares anymore or anything. I was like, I don't, I don't buy that. Or they were saying that it was uh, because San Diego State was in it. That's why it was terrible. I was like, I don't buy that. I think it's more just the fact that you accumulate it with the blowout or at least a, a game that was well in hand with the fact that there's no star power and just the fact that there, there were two teams that a lot of people maybe didn't necessarily care about. That's what all came together. Yeah, so. if, if you had a game that was going back and forth and really competitive, then that keeps people tuned in. So it's not necessarily a, a matter of who's playing in the game. People are going to be there because it's a championship. You're going to get the winner of that sport, and it's going to be over for the season. So there are going to be people tuned in, but flow of the game has a lot to do with keeping those viewers around. And if you don't believe that, how about this? This should uh, be able to even provide more evidence of that. Because this year's men's uh, NCAA tournament overall was averaging 9.55 million people, which is up 4% from last year. So you're just talking about all the games is up from last year. In fact, the first round games from March 16th and 17th averaged 9.2 million people, which is a record for the most watched round of 64 games in NCAA tournament history. So it has nothing to do with, you know, just, oh, well, what the sport's dying or and just because the people are watching the tournament, the numbers are up. It's just a matter of getting to the national championship game. Sometimes it's going to be like that. Football had to deal with it. Basketball had to deal with it. We just hope baseball doesn't have to deal with it, too, because it's been pretty rough for these college championships of having, you know, intriguing great games. Because so far, the two major sports, at least uh, this past year, have been pretty much well in hand or blowouts in the case of Georgia and TCU. Too. Yeah, and that's nothing that anybody can predict. They they can only go, you know, once they get into the game and see what happens from there. So there's no way of knowing that ahead of time. No, not at all. I just love the fact that uh, people forget. I was like, man, remember that Villanova-North Carolina game? How incredible that was? Because it was back and forth. It's one of the most watched games ever. Yeah because it was a great game. It was back and forth. It's what happens. And so, it's, you know, again, I've, it's not going to be any sort of problem going forward. It'll probably, who knows, next year, could be back. If you have a great game with some star power, maybe some big-time teams, maybe Arkansas, that'd be great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any reason to, to, to freak out or anything like that. And also, I, don't, I know it's not Trigger Tuesday, but something that bothers me is when some people are trying to correlate this with the women's championship where they're saying, see, uh, the women's game is so much more entertaining than the men's game because this championship viewership proves it because one has gone way up and one's gone way down. It's like, you know, you can be celebrating one <laughs> without tearing down the other. Like, it's great. How about both of them be great? How both of them are going to be entertaining in their own right? You don't have to make a point to try to tear the other down saying this is why this is better. It's like, no, it's just sometimes it's like that in sports <laughs> where you just don't. Some people watch them, some people don't. It happens that yeah, way. Well, that's what people do. And you're going to have a mixed bag on both sides of that conversation because even though the, the women's game had a great viewership and it was one of those games that people wanted to tune in because of the storylines, there were some people that you couldn't sell that game on regardless of the fact because – they already had their mindset that, no, I'm not watching it. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if you can grow one game and one game has already been pretty strong as it is, you know, you, you both things can be true at once. It could just be a great basketball weekend for college athletics for both men's and women's. It can be that, absolutely. But we are up against it. This show has been fast moving. we got three and out coming up because we have some other stories and some headlines, as well as uh, so a big-time signing for the New York Jets at quarterback. No, it's not Aaron Rodgers yet, but it is it is his backup, man, that uh, I keep I keep cracking up about it, too, because it's Tim Boyle, who used to be Aaron Rodgers' backup at Green Bay. Getting the bang, get gang back together over there at the Jets. It doesn't matter. I just wanted to throw that in there. But we got more to talk about him three and out, and that comes up next, so stay with us. Dealing with HR is hard. There are 36 forms new employees have to fill out, a team handbook to read, company core values to memorize, and oh, by the way, you've got approximately zero room to make a mistake on their paperwork. Good luck. If you need help with HR, talk to the payroll company. They can handle recruiting, onboarding, HR best practices, handbooks and policies, payroll, and training. So all that's really left for you to do is take your new employees to lunch. Mmm. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. 
Take it back to the heyday of Motown sound with the Four Tops, live on the Oakland stage Friday, August 25th at 7 p.m. Sing along with your favorite top 40 hits like I Can't Help Myself. Reach out, I'll be there. Ain't no woman like the one I've got. The Four Tops live at Oaklawn Friday, August 25th. Tickets on sale now at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. If you're looking to update your home decor, then go see our friends at Coffin by Design West. At Coffin by Design West, they have design specialists on staff that can help you with your decisions on any updates to your home. They have over 7,000 square feet of beautiful new home decor pieces such as sofas, dining tables, design throw pillows, lighting, and chairs that arrive daily. For those of you who like the aromatique candles, you can find those and also gift cards. Located at West Pass, Taylor Loop, 14900 Kentrell Road, or go to the web at coffinlumber.com. Let's be real. Mopping is a hassle. You have to fill the bucket. Pushing a wet, heavy mop around. Then cleaning the mop when you're done so it doesn't grow bacteria. A hassle on top of a hassle. Try Swiffer Wet Jet. With Swiffer WetJet, you start with a fresh pad and cleaning solution every time. And when you're done, you just toss the pad. Swiffer WetJet, the faster, easier, cleaner way to clean your floors. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Springtime in Arkansas means we turn our attention to the many waterways our state has to offer. Nothing's more enjoyable than floating or fishing one of the great streams and rivers in the natural state. This spring, do it in style in a new kayak or canoe from Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Shh. <laughs> Hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupids. Enjoy. <laughs> Southern Bank presents Family Feud on 103.7 The Buzz. Tune in to Morning Mayhem on Tuesday mornings for your chance to play with Justin Moore, David, and Roger. Family Feud on Morning Mayhem brought to you by Southern Bank. Bank with Southern.com. Emily and her friends were driving to a party, and they were texting. It's Jen. Oh, tell her we're on our way. Wow, get this. Tom's there. <laughs> Nobody likes being stopped by the police, but if I had seen her texting while driving and given her a ticket, it just may have saved her life. You drive, you text, you pay. A message from the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom out of here. All right. It is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. Uh, first off, uh, Mark Cuban. And he, he might be taking some L's here as a... Uh, not only was he pretty upset in the fact that Jalen Brunson, somebody they wanted uh, at a free agency, that he came out and said, oh, well, you know, that's what happens when parents get involved. He said things went south with the negotiations when his parents got involved. And uh, people didn't take kindly to that. Chris Jenkins says, man, the lies you refused to offer him because the contract he asked you multiple times. This is sick behavior, Mark. Not only uh, were people upset uh, with Mark about that response, but also the fact that uh, the protest of the call 
that they had with the Warriors on the uncontested basket, the NBA basically said, nah, sorry. Game stands, no problem. Your appeal's denied. So, uh, yeah, Mark Cuban not doing so hot right now. And on top of all that, the Mavericks not doing so hot either. So just uh, not a good couple weeks here for old Mark Cuban. Cam Newton has put out a list of quarterbacks that he would be fine with being a backup to. He says Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson, Tua, Jalen Hurts, Malik Willis, who has not been named a starter by the (laughs) Tennessee Titans, Sam Howell, and Aaron Rodgers. And it's worth pointing out that uh, Deshaun Watson, Justin Fields, Malik Willis, Sam Howell, they all played in a seven-on-seven youth program that was sponsored by Cam Newton. And he also said, thinking about some of the potential starters that could be coming into the league via the draft, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and Anthony Richardson said that, you know, with these rookie quarterbacks, he would love to enjoy leading the way and and, uh, just kind of showing them what it takes to play quarterback in the NFL because he had people that did that for him. He says about some of the organizations, they may have guys they already have penciled in as backups for the franchise, and that's fine. I'm just voicing the opinion and getting ahead of the narrative that, you know, people would think, yeah, right, Cam, hang it up, your heyday is over. says the truth of the matter is he's 33, soon to be 34, and he does believe that he has a talent that not many people have, but he wants to just help an organization as much as he can and help in the overall growth of some of these young quarterbacks. So anytime that LeBron is getting criticized, I'm always laughing about it because, you know, I don't really like LeBron. But one of the funny things was that the Lakers got it handed to him by Russell Westbrook and the Clippers. And it was uh, kind of a Russell Westbrook revenge game, if you will. But LeBron's being criticized because uh, he was talking about having to go back-to-back games on the road in Utah as well as against the Clippers. And he says, quote, this was one of those scheduling conflicts in the season and definitely got the best of us tonight. But I'm sitting there, I'm like, I mean, then the Clippers play at the same place you do? In the same arena that you do? So is it a really a road game? I don't know. But, again, he's probably just talking about the travel and everything, but the fact that he came out that way of saying that the back-to-back games, I'm like, well, you, you played a home game, essentially. You were in the same spot. Like, that's that's what uh, people are giving him a hard time for. But still, got a, got a big uh, win for the Clippers, at least, last night with Russell Westbrook and I'm sure that uh, that's not going to be the last time that they meet as they probably want to see each other again in the playoffs. They played in Utah the night before, and it was a late game. They got back late, and then they had to play the back-to-back, which that's something that a lot of teams have to deal with. So it's just kind of – he called it a scheduling conflict, but it's something that all teams have to deal with when you play back-to-backs. And LeBron was spent at the beginning of that game. You could tell a difference in his play. He still led the team in scoring. But all the credit goes to the Clippers. Yeah, they look really good doing it. UCLA star Hami Hakez says he is entering the 2023 NBA draft, and he made that announcement today. He's going to uh, forego the rest of his college eligibility, get into the NBA draft. He's projected as number 34 prospect in NBA's latest in, in ESPN's latest NBA draft projections. He was a consensus All-American. He's been the Pac-12 Player of the Year and the winner of the Lute Olsen National Player of the Year Award. So the Masters are going on. A lot of people are in attendance. And there's, of course, merchandise, souvenirs that people are going to buy once they make the trip to the Masters. But looking at the math and how much uh, they do in sales for merchandising, they're going to do $70 million this week at this one location there in Augusta. It's simply a million dollars an hour. An hour, they're going to be making a million dollars there just on merchandising alone. So, yes, the Masters is great, but uh, getting the stuff from the store, I'm sure it's very reasonably priced, too. Uh, They're going to be making a killing when it comes to just people showing up and buying the merch. MTV Movie and TV Award nominations have been announced, and you can the fans can vote on it now through April 17th. The show itself is going to take place on May 7th, and it's going to be hosted by Drew Barrymore in L.A., but now is the time to go on and see the nominations and vote on who you would like to see win some of those categories. Speaking of music, uh, Diddy, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean Combs, whatever you want to call him, whatever name he's going by, but uh, he is still paying Sting for using a sample of the police song Every Breath You Take for the 1997 hit I'll Be Missing You. And you want to know how much he's paying? 
$5,000 each and every day. Every day. Nah, he has the money for it. Oh, he does. But I'm more about, hey, Sting, the fact that, hey, you're, you're getting five grand a day just for using that sample from every breath you take. Yeah, that's pretty great. Obviously, it's worth it because the song is one of the, the best hits of Diddy. But whew, that's uh, that's something that's, I'm wondering, is it just a daily check? Is it something he does a yearly thing? Uh, I don't know. But <laughs> it comes out to five grand a day. That's what it does. A man at a laundromat in Spain, he uh, nearly escaped an explosion. So there's a great video courtesy of New York Post that shows the man walk out the door and maybe five seconds later after he's clear the door, there's a dryer that's right at the front of the laundromat. It explodes and it knocks down the door that he had just walked out of and and blows out the window. So the man had no idea what was going on, walks out of the laundromat and it explodes. So you know, somebody was uh, definitely looking out for him to get out of there. There's some sick people out there with, we know, Easter coming up. Subway's one of them because they created a new Cadbury cream egg sub sandwich for Easter. It's literally just smashed up Cadbury eggs melted on Italian bread. But you have to book at least a sec- last second flight in England because it's only available in England. But they're giving away 500 of them tomorrow. And I just, I saw a picture of this. It's only 530 calories, so there you go. But it looks disgusting. And I don't know who would eat that. I don't even like Cadbury cream eggs as it is. But who would get on a sandwich? Don't know. But I'm sure plenty of people are going to try it out at the nearest, nearest subway there in the U.K. Reps for Tom Brady and Reese Witherspoon say that the dating rumors are completely false. So mm-hmm. we heard that there was uh, the rumors out there that Tom Brady, Reese Witherspoon were dating, that they were both recently divorced, and now they had gotten together. But the reps say the reps say no, that's not the case. Uh, kind of a crazy story, but not really a crazy story if you really think about the stupidity of people. But. Uh, there was this famous YouTuber out of the UK. You know, YouTubers making money and everything. Well, he decided as part of the thing, he was going to go to one of the most dangerous places in the world for fun and get captured by the Taliban, which is what happened. He's been kidnapped. His mom is trying to get him back home. But this just goes to show you, folks, not everything. Yes, content is great. But maybe just use some common sense in some places because there was zero reason for him to go and hang out with the Taliban for fun because now he's captured and now he is kidnapped. A parent mistakenly put Guinness into their son's lunchbox, mistaking it for Whoops. sparkling water because the cans look really similar. They both are the same color. They're both black with gold uh, logos on them and have white lettering. So <laughs> made that mistake and sent Guinness in the son's lunchbox. Did the son drink the Guinness? That's the question. <laughs> Did he finish Didn't it off? give an update on that. Oh, maybe shotgunned it while he was there. Appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I'm John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow. Stay tuned, folks. we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. At Jones & Son, when you shop for an engaged ring, you get the benefit of shopping with the largest selection of rings in central Arkansas. We also carry the biggest brands in the business and now offer our new Jones & Son collection of branded engagement rings. Our Jones & Son rings are high quality at a really great price. Also, they are fully customizable and we can modify any design to suit your needs. We are direct diamond importer and import all of our diamonds so we save you money. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones inviting you to shop Jones & Son.